You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. FL Tuve, we don't know you and all the rest. This is... The greatest day in Yankees baseball for several years. Uh, the Houston Astros came to the Bronx, lost game one of a three-game series. No matter what happens for the rest of the series, we have a lot to be encouraged about from the first face-off. Most importantly, that the Astros came in as the battle-tested team coming into Yankee Stadium Facing the vitriol, nobody wanted to shut us up more than the Houston Astros did. They punched back twice. We punched back one more time and took an easy victory. We're going to talk all about it. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. That's something we'll be more than happy to answer, especially on the happiest day in Yankees baseball, arguably since DJ LeMahieu was re-signed. Thomas Carinante, we're one game over 500, and what a beautiful one game it was. The Yankees answered the call, and that's really all we could have asked for. Uh, you knew the fans were coming out in full force last night. If you listen to the broadcast, you, you would think that there was at least 30,000 people there. Uh, the 30% capacity, unfortunately, doesn't go into effect for another two weeks. Uh, we initially thought that it was going to happen uh, just in time for the Astros series. Yeah. Astros luck out again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we'll get into that in a little while about how they're uh, crying and and being a bunch of babies to MLB and and they're actually getting helped out here. But anyway, uh, the Yankees did all we could ask for. Bregman homering in the top of the first. You're like, Jesus Christ, this is happening. Like, really? And then the Yankees respond with three runs. Um, then they punch back in the bottom of the sixth. And then that's all she wrote. Um, but wait, wait a second before oh, we get before we get into things there, we have some breaking news. Oh, no. Mid pod breaking news. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is your pubic service announcement, everyone brought to you by Manscaped. And it's the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has just confirmed that they have successfully created 
the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which oh is God. now available for your purchase in the USA and Canada. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. And join the party. Over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And this exclusive offer is for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. What makes this trimmer different than all the other trimmers? We were we were advertising the Lawnmower 3.0. We were here for it. Guys, I know you've been waiting a while for Manscaped to return back. So I know the pubes probably have, uh, they're a little bit back in full force. But guess what? Don't worry. New multifunction on-off switch that can engage uh, a, a travel lock created for people who like to travel. Obviously, the lawnmower 4.0 also gives you the ability to turn on a the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard le- lengths uh, with sizes one through four. Um, guys, uh, can't really recommend this enough. It's also waterproof, so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. You hate when mom sees that. Uh, it's really a pain in the ass. So now do it in the shower. It goes down, you know, make sure you have a snake handy or one of those things that catch the hair. Cause you don't want to get in a, a situation like that. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, big news here, get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code fansided 20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. That's just crazy to me that that news broke during the podcast. Mental. Can't believe that's it. That's insane. And also, I really hope that all of you haven't been pausing your grooming activities between the last time we recommended you Manscaped and this time. That like every time you logged on and heard us talk about like, you know, powder, food powder, you weren't like, oh, it's food powder again. Okay, time to let my pubes get absolutely insane because they're not telling <laughs> me to use Manscaped. So hopefully you guys have all adjusted a very welcoming and, and relieving news for you all. Ooh. Yeah, Yankees fans, uh, it was just 10,000 of you in the building on Tuesday night. And God bless each and every one of you because I first off, I don't know if there was a single Astros fan in the building. I wouldn't have attended if I were an Astros fan. I also wouldn't be in public if I were an Astros fan at this juncture. I know like a really nice Astros fan and it's weird. And she sort of, I don't think comments on this situation. And I, I wouldn't either. Um, Astros fans were out in full force on Twitter on Tuesday. They were ready for it all. They were asking us to unseal the Yankees letter, which is the biggest nothing in the history of nothing. Astros fans unseal your letter first. And then maybe we'll get to that. Remember, we don't know the full extent of what the Astros did. We maybe never will. Uh, I wrote something this morning. I pointed out that there was, you know, an article in mid 2018 through the 2018 playoffs that uh, suspected the Astros of cheating in that postseason. They sent a cameraman of the Red Sox dugout. They claimed they were just on the lookout to see if the Red Sox were cheating, which by the way, they were Alex Cora. The Astros knew what they were doing there. Uh, Then the Indians complained around earlier that the Astros had put a cameraman near their dugout. And the A's complained at a mid August game that the Astros had something funky going on. This is all 2018. This is long before everybody uncovered what was going on in 2017. That's why it's ridiculous to dismiss the buzzers as a conspiracy theory. Joel Sherman said that he heard from reliable leak sources that was a suspicion. We have no idea how deep this goes, and we may never know because they're never going to unseal that Astros letter, which is hanging out in the DraftKings lawsuit that you Astros fans love to chirp about. Anyway, long walk off a short pier. I think most of us, We're worried about this game, though, and I certainly was. Why? Because, you know, whether you believe the Astros were cheating in 2019, too, uh, that was a prime opportunity for the Yankees 
Yankees to get revenge for the 2017 postseason. They didn't. The Astros came to the Bronx and won game three and four. Yankees won the season-saving game. But then, of course, the Altuve thing happened in game six. After the Yankees, by the way, were forced to start, uh, I believe, Chad Green in that game six because they didn't have enough starting pitching. So there were myriad opportunities for the Yankees to punch back at the Astros and, and take the upper hand of the rivalry, which they did not do in 2019. They did not do in 2020 against any of their opponents. They had a chance to punch back at the Rays. Didn't do it. 2018 had a chance to show that they're facing at the Red Sox. Absolutely did not do it. So it's been a long time since the Yankees were challenged by a rival. Obviously, this is a regular season game that took place on May 4th. No one's losing that in the sauce, but this is the first time fans were allowed back in the building since the news of the cheating scandal became official. Huge game for the Yankees, but the Astros were the team with the postseason medal and all that battle-tested stuff, and they came in, and of course, mid-asshole chant, Alex Bregman hits a solo home run in the first inning, so you're kind of like, more of the same, rolling your eyes. The Yankees, of course, not rising to their own challenge that the fans are laying out for them. Well, two batters into the bottom of the first inning. Giancarlo Stanton changed that narrative a little bit. Took a 2-1 lead. What a bomb from the hottest hitter, potentially in baseball. Uh, took a 3-1 lead eventually after Clint Frazier let the air out of the sails and Aaron Hicks finished the job. But double play ball killed all momentum. And naturally, the Astros came right back. We're an inch away from taking a 4-3 lead on Domingo Herman. Had to settle for a 3-3 tie game. And the Yankees did not relent. Held serve a few times against Zach Granke in the bottom of the sixth. The wheels completely came off, and from there it was a laugher. I don't think I was the only one who expected things to go much, much worse once the Yankees let the Astros back into the game the second time. That's why I'm so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, if there's one thing to be disappointed from this, which I don't even really want to talk about, is is just that first inning. You know, you have the opportunity to just step on Zach Greinke's neck. They already have the pitching uh, matchup. It's their ace versus Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman's typically a mixed bag uh, and a guy you could probably rattle if you're a team like the Astros. We saw yesterday he was one or two pitches away from that whole thing really, really uh, uh, turning on him. But guess what? He ended up getting the job done. Nonetheless, you have bases loaded in the first with no outs and Zach Grinke is 29 pitches in without recording an out. And Clint Frazier just serves up an easy double play. Um, and Aaron Hicks weak grounder to second. Um, I said before the game, I said this lineup, the, the lineup that they released last night was perfect. As long as Clint Frazier and Aaron Hicks weren't still sleepwalking. Um, and of course that first inning, they let Granky off the hook. He manages to what pitch into the fifth. Uh, or the fourth, he pitches. He comes out fourth. after the fourth. Yeah, yeah, they had a guy in the bullpen warming in the first. So you're like, all right, let's let, let's let's just you know uh, let's put the uh, sack fly maybe to just like kind of keep the pressure on the double play. Just takes all the pressure off. Um, he should have been out in the first inning. That was my only gripe with it. But nonetheless, John Carlos Stanton, Yankee fans, you owe the guy an apology. Uh, we probably owe the guy an apology. Um, he was booed in the first series of the year for what starting over nine or over seven or whatever it was. And now he's slashing 297, 343, 545. Uh, the two hole has revived him. He got four hits last night and three RBIs. Um, guy's been absolutely incredible. Everything that we asked for and more, if this is what he's going to be doing in the DH spot, guess what? He could stay permanent DH. The only reason we had any issues with it was because um, he wasn't entirely producing and the fact that he wasn't playing the field affected Aaron Boone's flexibility to put somebody in the DH hole when they were slumping. Uh, a lot of guys were slumping at the beginning of the year, still kind of are. Uh, everything's turning slowly turning around, but uh, it would, would be great to have that option. Nonetheless, if Stanton is doing what he's doing right now, 
Nobody's going to have any issue with it. So please apologize to Giancarlo Stanton if you see him, if you boot him because it wasn't right. It was early in the year. Now he's turning it around. Now he's proving he's worth that $26.8 million a year as the Yankees designated hitter. Um, and Astros fans, we were just talking about where are they? They are on Twitter. They are crying on Twitter. They're definitely uh, on Twitter because they cannot stomach the idea that their team is being held accountable for cheating. And look, um, I know fan sports fans are sports fans. This is what sports fans do. You sit in your team's corner and you defend them until the death. Doesn't matter if there was something as clear as day there. It doesn't matter if the league that they play for comes out with an investigation, incriminating them of all these various things. And guess what? Guys, don't be stupid. When an investigation like this surfaces and some information comes out, you know it was definitely worse than it actually was made out to be. That's just how life works. Look at the steroid era. You get one ster- you get one positive steroid test, then you get the Mitchell report, then you get A-Rod test. It, it just never ends. The, the, you follow the paper trail, it's endless. So we could talk about the Astros maybe cheating in 2018. Guess what? The Nationals spotted some uh, shady behavior in the dugout with banging with noises during the 2019 World Series. So you're going to sit here and tell me that, oh, we did what we did in 2017 happened in 2017. And that was the end of it. Guess what? It wasn't the end of it because you don't just stop cheating after you do it once. Um, And the fact that you think that the punishments were sufficient, your billionaire oil magnate owner got fined five million dollars. Your GM who orchestrated the most shameful tank and probably right next to the Philadelphia 76ers as you know, one a is worse than sports got fired. Big deal. AJ Hinch and Alex Cora got 60 game suspensions when it really all came down to it. None of the players faced the music. Alex Bregman, uh, uh, read from a, 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 a teared index card and, yeah, and fortune was, cookie, yeah, <laughs> fortune cookie piece of paper smirking his entire way through, through the press conference. Uh, none of the players got punished for this. Uh, we can even go back to the 2017 World Series if we want to talk about morals with this team and Yuli Gurriel making the racial gesture uh, in you Darvish's direction after he hit the, I think, the home run off him. So this team is rotten to the core. It doesn't matter if there's only th- four or five guys still left from this World Series roster. It's an organizational thing, and that's not going to change. And the main culprits are still there. I know George Springer was arguably the engine that helped this offense go because he was one of the best leadoff hitters we've ever seen in, in, you know, the last five years, but Altuve still there. He is the worst. Alex Bregman is still there. He is also the worst. Um, Yuli Gurriel is there speaks for itself. And Carlos Correa, who told the MLB fans to shut up because they don't know how to comprehend They don't know reading comprehension. Go back and look at his interview with Ken Rosenthal last year. And then they get off scot-free. They faced, um, look, playoffs are the playoffs, but guess what? You face teams with no fans, and they had the three easiest playoff teams to face. I know the the Rays made the World Series last year, but come on. You're talking Astros Rays here. Like, that's right. That's right in the Astros wheelhouse. They they probably should have won that series. Um, and they get the Twins and the A's in the first two series with no fans. Those are two of the most inept postseason uh, teams in modern MLB history. 
and they're talking shit. And guess what? Blame Rob Manfred for all the fans seeking retribution now because he opted not to bring the hammer down on this franchise. He let them off relatively scot-free. This team has been to four straight ALCSs since uh, uh, or three straight after their infractions in 2017. And now they're facing the music because the the powers that be didn't want to hold them accountable. And they also don't want to hold themselves accountable and they don't want to acknowledge what they did and apologize for their transgressions. So guess what? Power lies in the people, baby. And Yankees fans are the embodiment of the people. And you got two more days of this. So enjoy it. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to yell some more about the Astros. So stick around. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, And it hurts so much because like you said, Carlos Correa, great baseball player. George Springer, the engine that, you know, had made this whole thing go. Uh, Jose Altuve, one of the most interesting hitters we've ever seen in this game. Alex Bregman, top pick pedigree. All these guys are supremely talented. So why did you need this illegal system of video, you know, sign stealing and all this garbage? This is one of the most talented cores assembled in modern baseball with or without the illicit electronic sign stealing. So why on earth did you swear by it? Why did you all need it? Why are fans now, I mean, Astros fans are now going to the depths of calculating how many times Jose Altuve benefited from the trash can system and going, it's not fair that you've centered your anger on him because statistically he used our cheating the least. Okay, what a ridiculous defense of the whole, like, indict one, indict all. I don't care. There is no way of knowing. I don't care what you tell me. There is no way of knowing how often Jose Altuve benefited from the trash can banging relative to his teammates. That's a ridiculous assertion to make. And knowing that a pitcher, you know, it, it doesn't even, the, the number of times he heard a bang doesn't matter. The guys he's driving in are on base because they use the system. The pitcher is rattled because the rest of his teammates use the system. A relief pitcher is entering the game because the starter was knocked out because his teammates use the system. There's no way you can quantify how often Jose Altuve benefited versus anybody else. That's insane. Please back off. And then once again, you're telling us that there is no evidence that the Astros use the system during the postseason. There is evidence. It's on the World Series DVD. There's a guy next to Jose Altuve leaving the field after a World Series victory, quickly cleaning up the television monitor and trash can. There's there's on-camera footage. You can't tell me you didn't use it in the playoffs. And that's why I don't believe anything I've been told about 2018 and about 2019. I believe that Rob Manfred has it in his best interest to cover up exactly how, how far this thing went. That's why the letter remains sealed for many reasons. That's why uh, Rob Manfred is now helping Astros players because they've complained too. The fans are now taking it a level too far for them. Trash can costumes too much, small trash cans. Fine guys dressed in trash cans, too much screaming. We can't handle that. Yankee fans were turned away from Tuesday night's game for wearing trash can suits because Yankee security apparently was told by Major League Baseball to maybe beef themselves up a little bit and take care of some of the stuff they knew that Astros fans 
that, that Astros players were going to be facing. Um, so now, it, you know, Rob Manfred's punishment for the players and his justification for not suspending anybody other than the key figures in the front office and in the dugout were that the players, you know, had deserved immunity for admitting and copying to the scheme and they would eventually be punished in the court of public opinion, right? Their reputations would still be tarnished. No asterisk, but everybody, you know, comes with a hypothetical asterisk. That's what Rob Manfred said. That's what he wanted. That He said, I'm not punishing them because you're going to punish them. And now that people have chosen to take him up on his offer and go, okay, yeah, great. I'll go to the ballpark and I'll punish them. That's what you asked me to do. The Astros said, we don't like it. And now Rob Manfred said, okay, too far, guys. Back off. Take your costumes off. Boo in peace. No more FL2 vague chance. That's that's not nice. That's too rude. Okay, well, then what is it, Rob? If we can't boo, then you're going to have to punish them because that was the deal. Yeah, it, uh, it's unbelievable how the, uh, the and uh, Astros fans are and the Astros are acting like they're the victims. And it's like, dude, you just compromise the entire integrity of the game. You smirked in front of everybody when you were outed for doing it um, and you're pretending as if like the pun like you served some sort of punishment and your time is up. You served no punishment. There was there was nothing. If a if a if a press conference, if an outdoor press conference in front of like 14 people uh, addressing what the MLB investigation revealed and like not really getting into it is a punishment for you, then you've never faced any consequences before. Um, and it's just, it's, it's beyond weak that we're going to hear this complaining. This is what sports is guys. Like if you do something of this magnitude and everybody finds out about it, look, I'm not, I'm also not going to like protect Rob Manfred. Isn't wrong. Like even if the Astros did get punished, like really punished, they would still get booed. Um, there would still be fans going after them. That wouldn't matter what ballpark they were in. Uh, would it be this bad, at least in from in terms of the Yankees perspective? Uh, Yankees fans are a different breed, so I think so. But like it, it'd probably be a little bit toned down elsewhere. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't punish them because they're about to face they're about to face, you know, more public outrage. That's that's their fault for doing what they did. That's why people are held account. That's why laws and, and courts exist. Like that's how we <laughs> determine that's how we determine who gets in trouble. From from a jury and the public opinion. So we're going to let the murderers neighbors yeah. handle this. <laughs> They're going to be very upset with him when he gets home. Trust us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's we've we've said enough on this. It's just Astros fans now playing the victim, telling everybody else that they're crying when in actuality they're crying because they can't handle this. Yankee fans are not crying. There's no tears being shed. There's no people whining about what had happened. It's, hey, you are a dishonest asshole. And now you're going to hear it from us. And now, Jose Altuve, you're going to go 0 for 4 with four really bad at bats. And you're going to you're going to be you're going to lose your first game in Yankee Stadium back after the after uh, fans are allowed back in the stands after the global pandemic. So that's that. Um, anyway, in terms of the other uh, performances uh, from yesterday, um, Rugnet Odor, we, I, it wasn't a performance, but uh, we got to talk about his injury. There was a scary collision at home plate uh, with him and Astros catcher Martin Maldonado. They both left the game. Odor crossed home plate on that uh, uh, from first. He he trucked it from first, which was pretty incredible. Uh, there, uh, with the bases loaded and two outs in the bottom of the six, DJ LeMahieu, uh hit a little dribbler down the third baseline 
Uh, he beat it out at first. Alex Bregman barehanded it, threw the ball away. It corralled off the wall uh, on the fir- on the uh, first base dugout side, bounced into right field. Two run score. Uh, Odor trucks it around first, like I said, and then there the ball comes in and he steps on home plate. Maldonado turns around. His knee, uh, Odor's knee hits Maldonado's shoulder and head, uh, and you can see Odor's knee kind of hyperextend in the wrong direction. He's on the ground for a while. They both leave the game. Odor gets carried off the field by training staff, but then he's putting weight on his leg in the dugout, which was good news. Nonetheless, the Yankees team physician examined him, still sent him for an MRI. We're waiting on those results. Um, so hopefully he's, hopefully he's okay. And a big game for Glaber Torres, in my opinion. Uh, pretty spotless defense, aside from that one erratic throw that went to DJ LeMahieu, but he still got the out. Um, he was sure-handed all night, made that incredible play up the middle for the double play uh, from the second base side, uh, funny enough. Yeah. Um, and he walked three times. Uh, he was 0 for 2 with a run scored in three walks. So we'll take that from Glaber. Uh, he gets a shout out as well. We can't let that go under the radar. Yeah, the Clint Frazier at bat in the first inning proved how impressive it was that the Yankees were taking those great at bats against Zach Greinke. He's not easy to hit. He will dictate counts. And if you are struggling, he will eat you alive. That's what he does. His stuff is slop. It lives on the corners and then it buries itself under the zone. Once you feel comfortable picking these 88 mile an hour cutter things off the corners and these 60 eight mile an hour curveballs. Like Zach Greinke's hard to hit. Not be, not because his stuff is overwhelming in the zone. He'll get you to chase. He'll have you questioning your entire strategy. And that's why it was so amazing when judge was spitting at these pitches under the zone, when Torres was able to work these walks. And that's why Clint Frazier with the bases loaded two Oh count swings at a pitch about six inches off the corner. And then, you know, dribbles one up the middle on the next one because he's over eager and he's swinging and on 2-0, he's not going to let the at-bat come to him because he's not going well. That's why it was almost embarrassing when Greinke started the next Frazier at-bat with a 50-mile-an-hour EFIS pitch. Greinke knew exactly which hitter would be most susceptible to something crazy like that. He looked at the lineup and went, this guy is lost right now. He has no chance of hitting me. He's going to get my weirdest pitch because it's going to get Glaber Torres right now is locked in on me. He's not chasing this Evis pitch or he's going to hit it 500 feet. Clint Frazier is not. So he's going to get it. I really, the only thing I didn't get from this game that, I mean, obviously the Odor health thing was scary. It's ridiculous. He's been such a nice little spark plug for this team. Although if he doesn't leave the game, he probably doesn't make that leaping catch on the L2 liner in the Wandy Peralta inning. Tyler Wade made a great play. Shout out to Tyler, Tyler Wade. He actually contributed a major league win uh, after filling in late. The one thing I wanted that I didn't get was when the Yankees said the bases loaded in the ninth. I was like, you know what? It'd be a really great time for Glaber Torres to hit a home run right here. Grand slam, no low pressure situation anyway. 7-3 game. Yanks are probably closing it out. Spoiler, even after Carlos Correa, it looked like he hit a two-out, two-run home run. I still think they probably would have finished that game. Um, pretty low pressure situation, pushing a 7-3 game to 11-3 in the ninth. I really did think Joe Smith, was the right type of erratic. He was staying away from these hitters, though. I thought Glaber was going to get a chance to poke one into the right field shore porch. He did not. Golden opportunity lost. But other than that, I was pretty happy with everything between the Clint Frazier double play in the first and the Glaber at bat in the ninth. I was pretty satisfied by. And like we all said, Giancarlo Stanton in the two-hole, insane, got these rallies going. In the fifth, he was stranded at second. The insurance run he poked in in the sixth was huge. After yeah. Gigi Lay, who cleared the bases on an infield single, basically the best case scenario for that at bat outside of a grand slam. He's at second with two outs, and Stanton goes, All right, you, you've seen me hit lasers all night. Now I'm going to find the hole. There's a weird shift on for me. I'm just going to go with the pitch. 
to the right side of the infield, it's going to sneak through, and LeMahieu's going to score from second. The difference between 6-3 and 7-3 is underrated and immense, and that changed the complexion of the whole rest of the game for me. Um, Lucas Litke was great. Uh, by the way, uh, people are doing the deep dive in Lucas Litke's peripherals on Wednesday morning. Rightfully so. Uh, no better time than the present. There is a reason that this guy is now one of the most trusted bullpen arms for the Yankees in the middle innings, not the late innings, but average exit velocity is at 97th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 98th percentile. Expected WOBA 84, XERA 84 Barrel percentage 77, walk percentage 87 with 81. Chase rate 95, that curveball is working low in the zone. Licky's red hot in every metric uh, that Stackhouse can throw at you, basically, except for max exit velocity. A couple of people ripped him, and he's right in the middle of the road there. But there is, you know, no reason to keep Licky out of a close game. Sometimes, at some point, he will falter, but the metrics don't lie. He is a trusted bullpen arm for this team. And then, yeah, they were able to work through the seventh with a double play. It was sweet. I liked watching it. No notes. Uh, eighth inning, Wandy Peralta got out of things. Chad Green made things a little dicier than they should have been in the ninth. Uh, high fastball if Bregman doesn't chase it. It's first and second, no outs. But, you know, seven, once again, 7-3 versus 6-3. Completely different ball game. I'm relaxed. At 7-3, I'm waiting for the final nine outs to be recorded. At 6-3, I'm sweating every base runner. So great job by Stanton picking up that insurance run. And obviously, LeMahieu, that's why we were so frustrated when he was rolling over pitches with the bases loaded and one out early in the season because we know that even if he doesn't get all of a pitch, he knows how to hit. He could find the right spots. He knew exactly what to do with that pitch after looking at two strikes on the outside corner. That that at-bat was 0-2. That was a great job uh, with Brian Abreu on the mound. Uh, getting an infield hit, extending the inning, giving it, you know, passing the baton to somebody. In the worst case scenario, it's 4-3 and the bases are still loaded and Stanton's up. But the best case scenario happened. Ball got thrown away. Alex Bregman couldn't happen to a better guy. Can't help but highlight Bregman's ah! after his home run in the first inning too, which is one of the most embarrassing solo dugout celebrations you'll ever see screaming like the weight of the world was taken off his back with that home run. That's why I'm so glad the Yankees did punch back guys like Alex Bregman. And yeah, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Tried to bare hand for whatever reason threw it. Yuli Gurriel didn't come off first base and stopped the wild throw. Uh, a completely confusing gesture by him. Uh, obvious. It's five, three. As soon as you see the ball get away, I don't know how Odor scored. I don't know how Martin Maldonado gets away with blocking home plate and crawling on the base and forcing Odor to step around his wilted body. I don't know how the umpire, who was really inconsistent all night, gets away with not removing the bat from the proceedings, yeah. forcing Odor into this weird non-slide, which is why he got hurt in the first place. I don't know how he touched home plate. He did. Uh, can't believe he scored from first on that ball. And yeah, 7-3 versus 6-3 is a huge difference versus 5-3. I'm not comfortable at all for the final three innings. Can't say enough about how the team responded to its first real in-game adversity all year. Yeah, that was that was a big win for morale. They they just they needed to win this game. Obviously, we want them to win the series, but like them winning this game versus I think losing this game and then winning the next two and uh um winning this game and losing the next two is is night and day. You, there it's the first time you're seeing them again. You just need to set the tone here regardless of what happens the rest of the way. We we want we want a sweep. We don't know if we're going to get it. We do have some favorable pitching matchups coming up uh, today. It's Jordan Montgomery and Luis Garcia and then uh, uh, Garrett Cole and Lance McCullers. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was exactly what we wanted to see from the Yankees because they've been 
borderline characterless and kind of motivationless all year. Uh, and now this is the first taste we're seeing it. And quick note before we sign off here, I'd like to, this could be a little preview of what we're looking at in the postseason. I'm not saying these two matching up, but like you look at the Astros, they're probably eh, one of the favorites in the AL, probably right behind us. If we're talking about teams on paper and you look at how the bullpens performed last night, the Yankees didn't even use their, their best arms. Lucas Litke, Jonathan Luizigo, when Wandy Peralta, here he is. Let's go. Yeah. Chad green. I know Luizaga and Chad Green have obviously obviously been two of our best relievers all year uh, to this point. Didn't have to use Chapman. Zach Britton's not even here yet. And they go four scoreless, four hits, zero walks, four strikeouts. What does the Astros bullpen do? Uh, They go five innings. They give up four earned runs. They allow six hits and they walk five batters. So... If we're talking differences in bullpen, if it were to get to the point where you have a shaky start or you have a you have someone who can't go longer than four or five innings, I think pretty confident to say that the Yankees have a significant edge here uh, when we're, when we're talking about battling in the trenches with the pitching staffs. Brandon Belak is Brandon Belak. I don't think that's the guy you expect to see in those tight games, but Abreu is, and he yeah. was worse. He, he yeah. didn't live up to expectations. He was uh, all over the place. That wa- I mean, the walk to Odor even jams. get yeah, the, the walk to Odor to even get DJ to the plate was one of the worst pressure situation relief appearance first batter face you'll ever see. Um, and yeah, no Britain, no Chapman, no O'Day. I, for one, would love to see a role as Chapman face this team before the end of the series. Uh, the Yankees are at the 85% COVID threshold of relaxed restrictions, uh, meaning the Yankees can brawl and the Astros can't. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, I don't want to see a role as Chapman suspended again. That would be horrible at this juncture. I hope he's able to wink, wink, control his pitches a little better than he did against Mike Brasso last year. The last thing we need is the Astros having a reason to whine about the Yankees right now. They don't. Uh, they can complain about the fans being a-holes all they want, but the fans are no more a-holes than they are. All fans forced to defend their territory are rude. That is what happens. That's how fans operate. So don't give the Astros the moral high ground. Go beat them. Uh, beat them a couple more times. It was fun the first time. Let's do it again. Um, I had visions when uh, Domingo gave up that lead. And it was 3-3 of like, wait, if this game goes off the rails, Montgomery's a soft tosser tomorrow. What if they kill him? Then we're down 2-0 with Cole. It feels like those Rays series all over again. Well, no, Yankees got number one. Yankees made the... Uh, didn't make the first punch, but did make the first punch back. And the final one in game one couldn't have gone better. Couldn't have happened to a better team. We will see you on Friday. That's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Two more of these Astros games, both on our home turf. Thank goodness. We will see you when this series is over to wrap it up. I'm Adam Weinerb. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinerb. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever those podcasts drop for you. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. Uh, we're producing anti Astros content for the remainder of the week. Yanksgoyard.com. Head on over there. We're talking trash to every Astros fan account out there, as well as the official Astros account on Twitter um, at YanksGoYardFS. Talk to us there. And uh, hopefully we're talking on Pizza Friday with a big series win over our biggest AL rivals at the moment. So stay tuned, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your Astros hate week. Yeah, I really, really, truly hate these people. We'll see you on Friday. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. 
Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush that for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.